We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from the frozen north of Northfield, Minnesota. Uh, again, uh, we are keeping my partner, uh, Matt Clark, in our prayers. Matt's doing okay. He's healing up really well. In fact, we hope to have him back with us uh, come next Saturday. Uh, if you haven't heard, Matt fell out of a tree. In fact, we're eager to talk to him next week and find out what in the world was he doing in a tree. <laughs> Okay, uh, and, and I'm not making fun of it. It was a serious thing, but we are happy because he, he's doing real well. Um, and we have with us again, uh, filling in for Matt, uh, uh, my stepson, uh, Reverend Tim Shagel. And Tim, uh, we, we're going to get right into this. No further discussion because you left us hanging uh, when we were here last week. Uh, Jonah trying to run away from the Lord, can't get away from the Lord. Great storm comes upon the boat he was fleeing in, and he ends up getting thrown into the water. And I'm thinking, that's it. He's going to fall to the bottom, and he's going to drown and die, because that's what God would do with a guy who runs away from him, right? What else would you expect God to do if somebody runs away from him? Just wipe him out. I'm surprised he didn't send a lightning bolt and kill him right there on the boat. Is that what's going to happen, Tim? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, that's Exactly. But uh, who knew what was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. It was great theater the way it was written. Right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so there's some style uh, to the book uh, is another way of thinking about it. Um, so, yes, he was hurled out. But in verse, uh, the last verse of chapter one, verse 17, and Yahweh, the Lord, appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Oh, he was saved. Oh, I guess <laughs> oh all yeah. That. And, uh, well, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Uh, thanks. That's the kind of salvation we're all looking for, isn't yeah. it, Tim? I don't tell anybody because I'll be spoiler alert. But uh, <laughs> yes, he, he was saved by a great fish. We don't told what kind of fish. Uh, yeah. you know, many paintings picture, picture a whale because that's a great fish. But who knows? It, uh, it swallowed and, and saved. That was the salvation plan uh, for Jonah, that uh, a fish swallowed him. Of course, Jesus mentions this uh, in oh, yeah. in the New Testament in Matthew and Luke. Uh, that's uh, that's the sign that the the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, would get. It's just the sign of Jonah. That uh, in three days, uh, and we get those three days, three nights, and uh, three days, three nights of the the uh, from crucifixion to resurrection, right? And right. so to speak, we get the same thing here. That uh, Jonah's in the pit of hell, so to speak, and then he's spit out. You know, it's more glorious one for Jesus, right? Yeah. So you got, you oh, know, yeah. yeah. Not coming out of the saliva <laughs> of a fish, uh, but uh, you got the, the the resurrection of of Jonah, so to speak. Uh, you know, coming out of the fish on on the third day. Um, and uh, interesting thing about uh, Jesus in that Luke text is that uh, he praises the Ninevites so much that, uh, you know, they, uh, he says that they will stand over judgment over the oh, uh, yeah. teachers of the law. Yeah. And so we, that's another, you know, we, you know, what happens at, to these Ninevites, you know, we might be asking, 
Well, at least Jesus says that uh, they they came out uh, repenting, right? Saying yeah. that, they, yeah. that they're saved. So we kind of do have the outcome uh, in Jesus's own words in the Gospel of Luke there. And it's interesting how Jesus then takes this story and applies it. Because again, the problem was people, and, and the irony is they thought, they thought they were good religious people, but actually they were thinking pagan thoughts that as long as we're good, God will reward us because that's how it works. Whereas the Christian teaching is no man is good. All men have fallen short of the glory of God. What we need to do is repent and rejoice in the grace and mercy that the Lord has upon us, which ironically, Tim, if you think about it, he has mercy even on his own son, doesn't he? Right. Because Jesus is taking on the sins of the whole world. He could have been sent to hell, dead, buried, and that would have been the end of it. But no, God shows his grace, grace uh, that he uh, raises his son up. And of course, we're going to see that same thing with Jonah. Um, where do you want to go from here? Do you, you want to look at the prayer or what, what, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's go ahead and look at the prayer. Let's go ahead okay. and look at the text there. So uh, read uh, verses uh, 1 to uh, 4 there. So, so I'm thinking this is, this is probably the first time that Jonah actually did what a man of faith should do. If you're in the belly of a fish... You should pray. He prayed. And we get from the prayer that he was actually praying before he was inside the belly of the fish. So. Oh, cool. All right. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. Ah, okay. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. Should I keep reading, Tim? Or? You went farther than I wanted you to. Okay, that's well, that's fine. fine. We'll stop here. We'll stop here. <laughs> Actually, go the last two verses because oh, it's, okay. it's only a few more. When, when, I, when my life was fading away, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful prayer. Yeah. Bye. Well, uh, so he's got this prayer. So that's what we do in our distress. Or hopefully that's what we do in our distress, right? That's so what we should do. Yeah. What we should yeah. do is, is when we're in trouble, we, we, uh, we call upon the name of the Lord, yeah. right? Or yeah. the, the name of Yahweh uh, in the Old Testament. And uh, or Jesus for us, right? Yeah. And and he uh, he answers us, he saves us, he gives us, grants us deliverance, and and, and so forth. So Jonah's in deep trouble, right? He's uh, he's drowning. He's got water all about him. He says he's even descending to the very bottom of uh, the mountains. Uh, so it's quite the the picture there. Yeah. And uh, he uh, called out to, to God, and, and, and God saved him. He, he sent salvation uh, through a fish, and he calls out in his distress. And, you know, that's sometimes in life, that, that's what it takes, right? Some, some big, bad, tragic event, and, and then we're finally calling out, calling out to God. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're doing that all the time, but, yeah. you know, in our sinfulness, uh, we, we don't always do that. The, uh, yeah, Luther, confession is, is what Christians should do every day. But you're right. Like Jonah, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're just going our own way. And God says, hey, hey, come here. I want to talk to you. 
That's right. I mean, send, send a, a storm into your life or whatever. Yeah. And I want to go back up a little bit yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, it says, it says, I called out to the Lord out of my distress and he answered me. So we get an immediate, you know, God answers prayer. Yeah. Right? You know, we learned that from, from Jonah's own prayer there. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. at this point, he's still in the belly of the fish. Yeah. 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 According to Psalm 56, uh, God has a record of our prayers. Uh, yeah. You know, he's got a uh, Cool. Right. And uh, then in Revelation, we, we know that uh, the prayers are at his altar, you know, they're the incense uh, to, uh, his, to a great appeasing smell to the Lord. Uh, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet uh, I shall again look upon your holy temple. Just looking at verse 4 there, we'll narrow in on that. Okay. Uh, so I am driven away from your sight. So we have this separation, right? Just like in the Garden of Eden, you have that yeah. separation from God. And that's that's the worst part of sin, right? Is yeah. we have this separation from God, and it separates us from His presence. Or you know, what's better to be in the dwelling place of the Lord? Uh, and there's nothing better than that. But uh, here we are, driven away because of our our sins, and uh, especially for for Jonah here. You know, he went the opposite direction, and uh, he uh, is confessing his sin that he uh, you know did did evil there, at least in part. Yeah. He does more later. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thing. He's still going to be a sinner when this is all over. You'd think you would learn, but no, no. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then that part about I shall look again upon your holy temple, right? That's really key because that's the, the center yeah. of God's presence, that uh, where God dwells. And that's where we want to dwell as well. And the New Testament uh, talks about that, that, you know, Jesus, you know, is our access uh, to the throne of grace, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so Jesus being the epitome of God's throne, he's the access to God's throne. And uh, so we, we turn to Jesus, you know, Jonah, you know, uh, was looking toward the temple, but, you know, we know, of course, Jesus is the epitome of all of that. Well, in fact, Jesus says that, doesn't he? He says that he calls his body the temple are the Naos, which was the place actually within the bigger building where God dwelt, the Holy of Holies. And and I love that, Tim, because so if we were praying this, we would say, then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall look upon Jesus. That's how we pray. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the other thing I really like about this particular verse is, again, I'm thinking about Jesus because he experiences the same thing, right? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And I'm beginning to see more and more what you brought out last week, this this Jesus taking the story of Jonah and say, that's the sign you're going to have. And thinking, yeah, it, it's Jesus. He's doing the same stuff. He's He's been abandoned by God, but but he doesn't lose his faith. He trusts that the Lord will raise him. And indeed, that's what the scripture thing, uh, Jesus, uh, the scripture says that he did do, right. raise Jesus from the dead in three days. Um other things here in this prayer. Just going back to the driven away part. Yeah, an yeah. Another key part in the Old, Te or Old Testament Genesis there is, you know, Cain also oh, yeah. driven yeah. away. So, you know, we get that. And the that's the tragedy, tragic version, right? Yeah. Because he's really driven away and he continues to do evil. You know, he's given his opportunity to repent and then he, he doesn't. Yeah, he refuses. He yeah. refuses. Yeah. So you get that contrast uh, in the first couple chapters of uh, Genesis, uh, you know, of what it feels like to be away from God's 
presence. And if you're really, and if, you, if it, there's no repentance, it's, it's really miserable. And you know what, though, Tim, what a great comfort for us, because I think all of us at times in our lives feel like we've been driven away. And maybe like Jonah realized, well, probably for good reason, because we, we haven't been doing what God called us to do. But isn't it a great comfort to know? No, if, if it seems like God drives you away, no, no, God's still there. He hasn't left you. You may feel that way, but he didn't abandon Jonah. He didn't abandon Jesus, and he certainly won't abandon you and me either. Um, that's right. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That, that's the word. That's yeah. the promise, isn't that's it? Right. So you think Jonah was thinking about those things, huh, when he's making this prayer? Um, I think mostly he was thinking, help me, but, uh, you know, I don't want to die. Probably those kinds of things. But, uh, but, but, he had, but he did have this wonderful prayer, too. Yes, so. he does. He does. <laughs> so. uh, other things in the prayer. Uh, let's go down a little bit. So okay. uh, the waters closed in over me, take my life and deep surrounded me. So, you know, he's really holding on to his life. Yeah. And then verses uh, seven through nine here, when my life was fainting away, I remembered Yahweh, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. There's the temple again, yes, uh, yeah. his presence. And then this is kind of the middle of the book, okay, John? Yeah, so the, yeah. The chapter, uh, verses eight and nine. So we're at the center now. Right, okay, Those who cool. pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love, but I, with, but I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to Yahweh. So it, one set, one thing, part of it is kind of a summary of the book because those who pay regard to, to idols, you know, they, they, they kind of perish, right? Yes, and they, yeah. they, they forsake their hesed, uh, steadfast love. Yeah. Well, cause they're vain idols. They're not going to do anything for you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're not faithful to God. God's not in return that, yeah. you know, he disregards them. And, uh, but here's the repentance part. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, sacrifice and pay vows. And the other part is this alludes back to the previous chapter because yes. that's what the pagan sailors did. They they, they uh, made sacrifices and they made vows to Yahweh, the living God. Yeah, no longer the vain idols, but in faith, in faith. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And in yeah. faith, trying to live a life of love as well as a fruit of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And parts of this... Uh, Prayer also echo, you know, uh, other psalms like Psalm 18 uh, talks about uh, calling out uh, to to God and and being being saved and uh, being in, in the presence of of God's temple. Uh, so Jonah does echo uh, parts of the scripture yeah. himself. So he he was well versed, uh, but he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> but and what's remarkable here, he's he's still in the belly of the fish, and he's already talking as if everything's already been accomplished. Right, right. And then that salvation word, you know, that's that's Jesus right there. You got ah, Yeshua. Is that right? So, okay. Um, so salvation belongs to the Lord. Salvation belongs to Yahweh. Uh, but you got uh, Jesus right there, John. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think the cool thing here is, again, the contrast with paganism, because the sacrifice comes after God's done what he's going to do. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's not a sacrifice to manipulate God. But no, I trust the steadfast love that has said that you talked about earlier. Yeah. I trust that salvation belongs to the Lord. He'll, he'll take care of it. He'll do it. Um, and then go my, ahead. just a final comment yeah. on, on this part is, you know, you have the, the storm, the darkness, and then, you know, salvation, uh, you know, after all the wickedness and the darkness, 
you know, the light comes out and, uh, and, you know, he's, he's delivered and saved just like, you know, Jesus on the cross, you know, the darkness and the salvation on the third day and light. And of course, that's very parallel to our sinfulness being killed and drowned in, in baptismal waters. And then, you know, the light shining forth and, and living in Jesus. And, and, and I think the comfort there is when we suffer from the consequences of sin, which we all do and we all will, it's kind of neat to say there's Jesus. And yet again, the Lord's steadfast love, the Lord does redeem. And, and even though we may have our doubts and concerns, he will certainly do that for us. Now, I'm going to call an audible on you here, Tim. Go for it. Uh, since this is our, our, our this, the last time we'll be together here with this. So in chapter three, then Jonah finally does do what he's supposed to do. He preaches to the Ninevites. They do exactly what he was afraid. They repent. Can we jump to chapter four? Because this yeah, is what's can. really striking so we have God doing what God wants to do. He brought his word to people. The people repented. They believe in him. And then in chapter 4, it says, It displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. <laughs> What's going on? Right. So uh, just going backtracking just a little bit, just yes. a little summarizing of chapter 3 there. Yeah. So not only did those Ninevites repent, but they repented uh, kind of quickly and yes. and, uh, and in in mass. It's it, it's possible even that the the people did it uh, before the king made the decree there. Yeah, uh, and they uh, were putting on sackcloth and ashes, and even the animals were to fast. And so they they did it quickly and they repented quickly. And Jonah's response is, "Well, that's not good. And he's really <laughs> mad and angry, and uh, and we get some evil evil words here. So he's doing evil, okay? Ah, and, okay. And so he's not just angry, which even though he is, yeah. uh, but there are other parts in chapter four. In fact, let's just read parts of chapter sure, four. Sure. So chapter four, verses uh, one to four. There. And he prayed to the Lord and said, "Oh Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country?" This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and us said and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do well to be angry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So John is angry. Yeah. But then he also quotes scripture, right? Yeah. Uh, the Lord, Yahweh, is not uh, this what I said when I was yet in my country. That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. So he, he's, you know, uh, giving, justifying himself just like Adam and Eve did in the garden of, you know, for, of his sins. For I knew, here's, and here's why, that yeah. you are a gracious God <laughs> and merciful. Oh, my goodness. Why We don't want God to be good and gracious and merciful, do we? Slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. All right. So that's from Exodus 34. Yeah. And do you know what happened before Exodus 34? What, what, what the time period was? Uh, I think there? that's the whole golden calf. Right? Deal, isn't that's it? right. That's yeah. right. So shortly yeah. after the golden calf, you know, they have this wonderful verse about how God is gracious and merciful, relenting uh, from disaster. That is um, having c compassion, the uh, compassion there. And, uh, so that's a key part. So right after the golden calf incident, and then also right after the incident in Numbers, 
where they're you know going to be you know uh, relegated to you know, you know forty years in the, in yeah, the desert. Yeah. Again, God was going to destroy all of the Israelites. Start with Moses again, but then God again relented from disaster there again. So between those two key parts uh, in the time of Moses. So I knew about the golden calf, but I had forgotten about the thing with Numbers. So that's cool. So then again, you get this whole emphasis on mercy and slow to anger, and the Hasid, the steadfast love. The steadfast love yeah. are his and his naham. That's that's his compassion. Ah, yeah. Um, so you, those are, you know, key. You know, the word love. Doesn't appear too much in the Hebrew, uh, besides you know steadfast love. Yeah. But 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 uh, but Naham and Hesed, you know the, the faithfulness. That's all you know synonyms of God. Okay. You know God having uh, love for us, that He's you know, faithful on His covenant and 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 those things. And, and and in defense of Jonah, I must admit that when I've got somebody I don't really like, I'm not necessarily praying that they would repent. I'd actually wish God may, would make them fall out of a tree. But see, I love Matt, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but again, yeah, you don't necessarily want good things to happen to them. And of course, that's what's going on. Well, let, All right. Let's move, well, let me, one okay. comment. Sure. Uh, the, do you do well to be angry? Of course, yeah. the answer is no, you, know, yeah. you have compassion. And then let's go to the, to the rest of the chapter here. Okay. Uh, Jonah went out of the city and sat at the east of the city and made a booth for himself. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. So I guess he's still hoping that maybe things will turn for the bad. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind. And the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant. For which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than a 120,000 persons who did not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle? All right. What's that all about? Tim? So Jonah is doing evil here, yes. by the way, okay. but in, in being persistent in wanting the demise of the Ninevites. Okay. Yeah. And since that's happening, so God sends his word and then he sends his word some more and then he keeps sending his word. And this time he sends his word in action, right? So yeah. a plant grows and it dies in a day. Jonah's happy about the plant. And a little shade. Yeah. A little shade. Don't need much of that up in Minnesota, yeah. but, but yeah. 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 Down yeah. in St. Louis, we appreciate all the shade we can get. So okay. even while Jonah's hot and heavy and angry, uh, you know, uh, God uh, is still talking to him yeah. in this in this plant, and uh, and the point is to see through the eyes of God, and the point is that God is in control of all things of who He shall have mercy on, and who He shall not have mercy on, and not Jonah, right? And this, that same message is for us, right? God's in control and not us. And he will have mercy on who he has mercy and, and uh, wrath who has wrath on. And uh, the other part being that God wants to have mercy, yes. uh, especially uh, <laughs> on, on these, these, these Ninevites who don't know their right hand from their left, right? So there's like little little children, little babies. And, and their and cattle. Their, and he even cares cattle, about their right? cattle. Even cares about their cattle. Right? Yeah. Right. So that's the, the main message uh, of, of Jonah. I just realized we're running out of time here, but... Uh, 
uh, you know, and it ends in a question and it ends in a, again, another cliffhanger. What happens to Jonah? Does he go repent? We hope he does. Uh, yeah. But uh, the point of it all is God is in control. God uh, shows patience and, and mercy and God uh, has our lives in his hands. And, and we know what God wants. That is, he yeah. wants to show us love and compassion and mercy. Thank you again, Timmy. Thank for feeling me. Again, Matt, we're, we're praying for you getting better. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.